Welcome to Talkin' Truth, the podcast that brings together conservative pastor Brian Clark and famous comedian Dan Whitney, a.k.a. Larry the Cable Guy. Get her done. Today, we continue in the book of Proverbs with author Kira Whitney, who just happens to be Dan's wife. They'll be talking truth about wisdom, the Bible, and life. Now, here's Dan. Hey, this is uh, Dan Whitney, Larry the Cable Guy, talking truth. Our third episode with my lovely bride, Kara, Brian Clark, will be giving a little message and we'll comment on it. And that's how we do it here on the big podcast. All right. Well, put your seatbelt on for this one. This is the last of my wife with us. Yes. And then we got some huge guests coming. Not that you're not a huge guest. I was going to say, wait a a minute here. No, you're a fantastic guest, but I mean. I can't do Goat Boy. No, we got Goat Boy. Jimmy Brewer is going to join us. Awesome. My buddy, Jeff Foxworthy, is going to join us for the next six. Jeff will get three. Jimmy will get three. So, and we're excited about it. And they were clamoring to come on the show. So I'm like, come on. This is the fastest growing podcast, by the way, amongst Bible podcasts with comedians. <laughs> I don't know how official fastest these rankings are. Fastest growing podcast named Talking True. Yeah. All right. Get it done. Here we right. go. So years ago, Patty and I were in a small jungle village in Guyana, South America, we spent the night in a grass hut, and we're supposed to fly out the next day. You're always bragging about these fancy vacations. They are fancy. Early the next morning, our host suggested I take two bags up to the airport ahead of time to check them in. He offered to let me use his bicycle, which seemed like a better option than walking. The airport was basically a dirt strip cut out of the jungle with a rundown shack as the terminal. Our host instructed me to head for the tower to find the airport. So I piled two large bags on the handlebars and headed up to the airport. Finding the airport was easy. However, when I turned to return to the hut, mm, that was another story. There was no tower to mark the hut where we had stayed. All the huts and streets, they looked the same. There were no cell phones, no street signs, no markers of any kind. My only choice was to ride down every windy road I could find until I found the right hut. Oh, and uh, by the way, did I mention it was pouring rain? I did eventually find my way back, but it took me almost an hour of searching in the rain. So let's imagine the hut I was looking for, the one where Patty was waiting for me, represents the life my soul longs for. It's the one I'm truly looking for. It's the one God has for me. Now imagine that down every other road I traveled, outside every hut, There was someone calling out to me, promising that they had what I was really searching for, each seeking to divert me away from the path of life. While there are many different promises and temptations to lead me astray, start to notice that about every other one is sexual in nature. You see, the enemy is an expert in setting traps, and once he finds a bait that works, he just keeps using it. The price tag will be high if I choose the wrong hut. Proverbs has a lot to say about sexual temptation. If we are truly going to live skillfully and find the life God offers us, we must understand what God has to say about sex and sexual temptation. 
We are told that we should seek after God's wisdom like silver and gold. We should search for it like a hidden treasure. Why? The proverb tells us to deliver you from the strange woman. So who is this strange woman? The Hebrew word refers to something that is foreign or odd. It's behavior that is outside of God's plan and purpose. It's strange. Any sexual behavior that is outside of God's design is strange. It's foreign to God's plan. Now, I realize this is a hot topic these days. The prevailing trend is that we are free to do as we please. In other words, we're free to be our own gods and decide for ourselves what is right and wrong in these matters. This is the core issue, and it goes back to Genesis 3. Is there a God or not? Is he in charge or am I in charge? Are we really free to do as we please without consequence? How we answer those questions will determine the path we choose. Remember, Proverbs defines a fool as someone who is out of touch with reality. You can deny that gravity exists, but when you step off that 10-story building, reality wins. The Bible teaches that God is the creator and designer of sex. It was his idea. It's foolish to think we can just do as we please without consequence. Trust me, regardless of your opinion, reality wins. Our intent in this podcast, it's not to argue or fight. However, it is to share with you what the Bible says, because we do believe it's the truth. Of all the temptations the enemy will use to lure you away from the path of life, sexual temptation is at the top of the list. To experience the life God has for you, you must learn to listen what he has to say on this topic. Proverbs describes the strange woman in ominous terms. Lady Wisdom warns you that she lures you into her hut with lies and false promises. She destroys marriages and devastates children. Her path leads to death. If you don't believe it, just follow her tracks and you will find the decaying bodies of those she has destroyed. The text sums up this warning by saying, None who go to her return again, nor do they reach the paths of life. You're going to have to decide whether or not you believe God tells the truth. It's your decision, but remember, choices have consequences. Reality wins in the end. You cannot violate God's created order without consequence. The strange woman calls and God calls. You're going to have to decide who to believe. The good news is it's never too late to turn to God. Nobody has gone so far out of bounds that they are out of God's reach. Jesus stands ready to forgive you and welcome you with open arms if you're willing to turn to him. To find the life your soul longs for, you have to be willing to listen and learn what God has to say. You need to search for God's truth like silver and gold. You need to seek after lady wisdom like buried treasure. For there you will find the life you're seeking. Let's bring in Dan and Kara. Let's talk about this one. Well, you know, just the society has just created such a lie, you know. And it's true. It's almost there's so many problems in this world that's caused the sexual sin, whether it be 
you know, cheating on your spouse or or just all kinds, you know, just all kinds of crazy stuff. But, you know, it's all like in the movies and in TV shows. It's all glamorized. You know, I don't know how many times you turn on the television and, you know, it's it's a normal thing. There's nothing wrong. Just go out and sleep with whoever you want to. It's not, you know, but you're dealing with people's emotions and you're dealing, I mean, it's, you know, they don't show, they just show the fun part. Well, yeah, it's yeah, it's fun, absolutely. Darn right. But what they don't show you is, is the after effects of what just happened. None of that's ever broadcast. None of that's ever talked about. It's kind of like the government just taking your taxes and not showing you your taxes that they're taking. Because if you don't realize what they're taking, you're not going to worry about it. But once you realize, wow, that's what's happening? So obviously there's a reason that you know, they don't broadcast what happens. It's just horrible. I mean, just all, it's almost everything. Almost everything that's going on is some form of a sexual deviancy, a sexual destroying marriages and families and just all this selfish garbage. And God tells us, he already tells us what's going to happen. He tells you not to do it. Just, you know, but we do it anyway. And and I guess if I was a non-believer, Brian, I guess the thing that I would, obviously, if I was a non-believer, the thing I would say is, and I know as a Christian, God's ways aren't my ways. Who am I to question God? He created the universe. I didn't. But it just seems like, why even, if God's going to create sex for us, He's the creator of it. He wants you to get pleasure from this. Knowing that this is really going to not be good for humanity in the end because they're not going to listen how it's done, why would he even create it in the first place? Yeah, so that's a great question. So I think it starts with an understanding that the sexual, I think the sexual drive is the soul's longing to be intimate with God. And rightly understood, I experienced that with my lifelong one flesh partner, that's Genesis 2, and I get a taste of that. But because my wife is not God, she can't fully satisfy me. She leaves me wanting more, but more is ultimately found in God. And so the reason God has made us as sexual beings is it's this draw to God to experience pleasure. But when we decide to be our own God, then we're determined to satisfy that need our own way. And so rather than satisfying it in God, we just jump from relationship to relationship to relationship. So one of the interesting things to think about related to that is you mentioned what the movies portray, and it's all so fun, and of course it is. But a real interesting question would be, but is it as fulfilling, even is it as fun, jumping from bed to bed to bed, as it could be with one lifelong, one flesh partner. In other words, are people settling for more or less? If you do it God's way, 
God's plan is not less pleasure, not less joy, not not less fun. But I think that's where a lot of the confusion is. And it goes back to Genesis 3 and the lies. God's not as good as you think he is. He's not as generous. And if you do it your way, it's going to be better. Where I would make the case actually better, more pleasure, more fun, more satisfaction is is to do it God's way. Do you think, though, the church has painted sex as this filthy, dirty thing? Instead of pointing out that it is a gift, it's pleasurable if done the way God intended it to be in Genesis. Jesus also talks about, he calls it back. In, is it Matthew 19 when he says, one woman, one man becoming one flesh for life. So people will say Jesus didn't define it. But he, God has already defined it, so he calls back to Genesis. We have teenage kids. I have a 15-year-old boy, so, you know, he's... He's all into girls and these things. And I say, sex is awesome. Wait for it. You find a wife and it's going to be amazing, right? You're going to cheapen it and it's not going to be as good if you're flinging it all over the place. That's how I tell my kids about it. Not that I see parents that if a song says sexy or something like that, they turn the channel. And believe me, I don't want my kids listening to filth. But they almost make it like sex is dirty. Why is that? Why have they? Because I've always liked, Brian, how you've preached it, that it's a gift, that it's something that God gave us if we do it the way he wants us to do it. Yeah, it's something beautiful. It's something to be celebrated. But you're right, and it's a little bit of a pet peeve of mine that the churches don't talk about it. You know, what I tell parents is if you're not talking about it, you're the only one that's not. Right. Because everybody else is. In my previous church, it was a small world church, but it was on a local radio station. So it went out to the county and ranches and farm people, who, who by and large tend to be fairly conservative. And when I left to come to Lincoln, I got a letter from a little old lady that was out on a ranch. And she basically what she said is, I'm going to miss you so much because I've never heard a pastor talk about sex like you do. Yeah. And that's basically right. what she was saying is we do make it sound like it's bad, like it's dirty, like it's something that embarrasses God rather than realizing it's something God has created. It's something God wants us to celebrate, but right. to understand his plan and purpose for it. And it's pretty hard to preach through the first part of Genesis without talking about it. But it's a subject I'm pretty passionate about. I spent almost 20 summers talking to high schoolers about it at youth camp. And part of my goal was not to give them the message to take a cold shower and wait till you're married, but to help them understand what your soul wants is intimacy with God. Yeah. And go for it. Right now you have to wait for the sex part of it, but the intimacy, in other words, feed your soul what it wants which puts you in a much better position to handle the sexual temptation that's all around us. I think when parents just say, wait, it's not enough. It's like you need to seek hard after Jesus. That's what your soul wants. And if you're getting that in a relationship with Jesus, then you're well-equipped to handle a sexualized culture until marriage. And it's easier for me to say that I'm a female. You know, I mean, I temptations and things, but men especially. I mean, my kids, 
couldn't even look up a word on dictionary.com after 9 o'clock without seeing some salacious advertising in the column next to it. You, you really have to be attuned as to everything they're being bombarded with, especially boys. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's they're coming after our kids. Well, right. absolutely. Well, they yeah. they treat sex like it's just an activity. It's just yeah. yeah, it's just something fun to do. It's like you can yeah. do it on date night. Yeah, like go have popcorn, have a movie, and go blast it out. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And I'll be honest with you, I, it sucks. That life sucks. I was in that life. It sucked. I hated it. I mean, it's fun, but then. After that, it's empty. It's it's and it causes problems, and nobody talks about it. Yeah. It's not fun. And I'll be honest. I'll tell you what's fun. My wife. I love my wife. It's fulfilling. It's amazing. Way better than anything else. And they're just making it as a. It's just this activity. It's not a big deal. It is a big deal, and parents need to start getting involved, and they need to start speaking up because it's ruining your kids. It, it literally is, and I'm not some prude, you know. I, I was in that mess. I was part of that crowd, but I'll be honest with you. It was a dead-end road. It didn't make me happy. It didn't do anything but drag me further and further away from God. You know, so thankfully I woke up and I, you know, I came back and I rededicated my life and I figured out, wow, what is, now I understand what's, what's going on. But man, people that, that's why Proverbs is so good. It just takes me back to Proverbs. Read Proverbs because it's going to tell you all about the consequences of your choices of bad sexual decisions. And it's not a, it's fun for a while, but in the end, it's not a pretty sight. And once that check comes due, you're going to go, what happened? Why is my life a mess? Gee, I wonder why. With your 38 partners and your, come on, are you kidding me? Well, you think about, so pornography is multi-billion dollar industry. Right. And that gives all the, all the earmarks of a culture that is desperate. I mean, stop and think about this. Really, we've reduced this down to... Something I experience over the internet on a computer because my life is so empty and this part of my life is so messed up that that's now where I'm turning to try and find something that satisfies. It's like, can't we look at that and realize we're really messed up and and we've lost our way? Why, why else would that be a multi-billion dollar industry? Now you have uh, all, all these girls getting involved in sex trade and all that. It's like, can't we see this is all a mess? This is so off track. Look at what we're doing to people. Yeah, but I don't think people see it because it's a gradual yeah. fall. No, they don't see it. No, You're it's right. a frog in boiling water. Yeah. It's a gradual. What you yeah. said, what I, like, I watched, I'm a comedian. I like to laugh at stuff. I was watching this show, Two and a Half Men. It's inappropriate for kids. You know, it's, it's I'm watching because I I'm, I like the comedy writing. It's funny to me, but I'm watching it, and even I'm going, "Holy mackerel!" I can't believe they're playing that on TV. And I'm not a prude. Twenty years ago, twenty five years ago, they would have never aired that on anything. You know, and it's like, it's just that's what it is, and we all get caught up in it. 
you know, because you want to laugh, you want to see entertainment. It's just a gradual, yeah, it is. gradual. That doesn't yeah. happen like overnight because yeah. then you can spot it. You're de- desensitized. Yes, it's mm-hmm. a desensitizing. That's what we've been reduced to is that we're trying to say, yeah, I'm not a prude or anything, but I don't like this. Nobody wants to stand firm and say that they're not going to put up with it because they know at this point it's so steeped into our culture that they don't want the pushback yeah. anymore is what, so, is what it comes down so to. So for me as a pastor who cleans up the carnage, right? it's like I have no trouble saying it because I'm so weary of the damage this has done to marriages and to teenagers and to families. It's like all the lies. So kind of going back to that imagery, you got all these salesmen outside of these huts promising the world, but they're all lies. And then they end up in my office weeping because of choices that were made. And so it's like there's real consequences but to these choices. What is so awesome, Brian, is that I was so desensitized to everything. And at one point I was like, why am I allowing this? Why am I allowing these me to do these things or that? And I just thought, like, I'm so far gone. And then Jesus came. Yeah. And I am telling you, like, I didn't think I would be sensitive anymore, but he gave me my sensitivity back. And that's why when you do see things, you're not a prude. You're sensitive to it now. Yeah. Because yeah. Jesus Christ will give you your sensitivity yeah. back. Yeah, you're not a prude. You're fighting for the truth. Um, so so let me offer another perspective. So our our stories are really different. Mm-hmm. And we all celebrate the grace of God and the forgiveness of God. It's never too late to experience God's forgiveness. But I've been married 41 years, and I give something to my wife that I have never shared with another human being. That's what I would say to your kids. It's like you have the opportunity to save something and give it to someone you love, and my wife Patty, she's the only person I have ever shared this with. There aren't a lot of things in life like that. The deep satisfaction that comes with that for choosing to believe God tells the truth and doing it his way, it, it's amazing. Right. And these these kids that give it away for nothing, it's like they, they won't really know that. Right. Well, and that's, you know, that's why they got to stay close to Jesus, man. They got to read these Proverbs. It's, I mean, man, it's so tough. With the world the way it is, no sexualized it is, it is just, man, it's so tough to get across these kids. But yeah. when G- but as Kara said, you know, it's why I always like this song. There's a, And by the way, Christian music, we should do a show on Christian music, <laughs> is getting much better, mm. way better than it used to be when I was a kid. But there's a song out by a girl named Baylor Wilson, I think is her name, called Jesus Happened. And she wrote this song because she was a singer and the whole thing. And then she just, everybody just started noticing. She was not doing this anymore, not doing that. She's kind of a way. And, and, and she said, she wrote it because people come up to her and they go, man, Baylor, what happened to you? What happened? And she would just look at me and go, you know what? Jesus happened. Mm-hmm. And she wrote this song, Jesus Happened. So when Kara said that, that's a fact, man. When Jesus happens. Yeah. You'll have the power to fight a lot of this off, you know. 
I mean, you're still going to get tempted. Yeah. You're going to fall. You're going to get yeah. back up again. But, man, when Jesus happens, you see all this clearly. And you can see around the corner yeah. that you couldn't normally see around the corner. Yeah. So l let me just balance out what I said. People are going to make mistakes. People are going to fall. Right. They're going to give in to temptation. And, and when that happens... People experience the forgiveness of Jesus, get back on track, Absolutely. move forward. So I don't want any of our listeners to think, you can't go back, you can't change the past. You know, all three of us have really different stories. But at the end of the day, we experience the forgiveness of Jesus, and Jesus makes us right and whole in the presence of a holy God. And we need to believe that. And, and none of our listeners can, can go back and change the past. Not at all. But they can make a decision from this day forward to believe God tells the truth and live life according to his plan, and, and that message is full of hope. Yeah, absolutely. He can, he can change it right now. He can totally change it. doesn't matter. Jesus happened. And uh, remember, if you're looking for hope and you got a hole in your heart, Jesus can fill it. And check out, if you get a chance, we have an awesome app that will help you with your faith walk. It's uh, called Go Tandem. Check it out. I think you'll really like it. Anyway, I want to thank my wife for three awesome weeks being with us. You know, and I told next him, week, I, uh, I, Fox I, really will be joining us in, uh, with his hilarious new book, You Might Be a Christian If. <laughs> I'm only kidding. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Talkin' Truth Podcast. Next week, Brian and Dan welcome comedian Jeff Foxworthy. So it's not so much a God with his hand raised up just ready to swatch you if you break a rule. It's because he loves you. And he's giving you the best advice to have a full and happy life. They'll be talking truth about wisdom from the book of Proverbs and having a little fun. Don't miss it. That's next week on Talking Truth. To listen to Brian's full sermon on today's topic, visit TalkinTruth.com. That's talk, the letter N, truth.com. 